got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. And welcome back to another episode of Dummies with Wisdom. <laughs> Jeez, I really hate that I just did that. All right, let's just get into the question. Um, so, especially since COVID, but even in the dawn of the media age and the last probably decade, there's been a huge spike in online church or the idea of online church and live streaming and that sort of thing. Podcasting. So, podcasting. Um, which is great, but I think what me and Ben has Ben have seen is that in a lot of ways this maybe has replaced some of the cert uh, replaced certain aspects of what church is. Um, and not to say that's you know good or bad, but we're just kind of posing the question of we have this new aspect of uh, live streaming and online church, and especially in COVID, and as we're coming out of COVID. Uh, how do we handle that aspect of uh, what I guess church has started to become? Yeah, and there's been a, there's been articles on the Gospel Coalition that I've read, uh, basically asking, do they even should we even continue the live stream? Should we keep it going? Should we stop mm. it? Because I know of a lot of churches that they weren't doing a live stream. They might have been doing like a podcasting, or um, maybe even some of the older churches doing like a still like a CD or something that you give mm. to people. But yeah. uh, the live stream really didn't hit wasn't nearly as mainstream in the church culture until COVID hit. So now mm. that we're uh, most of the countries on the, on the back end of, of COVID, at least we hope so. Um, the question would be, do what, what, what do we do with all this that we have built in the last year and a half? Do we, do we keep everything going? Do we scale some stuff back that we were really pushing mm. maybe when, when churches were pretty much shut down nationwide for those a uh, couple months, or do we do we make it even better than what we have? Do we give it a better yeah. uh, experience? Do we do we turn it from, you know, kind of like a peering in through the window on the wall to mm. hey, we're going to like immerse you, but online. Yeah, and so that's that's what we're going at is where what where do we go from here? Because for most churches, it's already here. It's a matter of now that we're kind of getting back to uh, normal, at least normal uh, church stuff mm-hmm. if not normal life in general what do we do with all that technological uh thing nice yes that we built <laughs> um well one thing that i've always loved uh even since like i can honestly since i remember being younger maybe like late 2000s um is the when I would hear churches, they'd have like live streams or like big conferences, especially conferences. I feel like it's when I heard it, and like they would start reading the stats of like, oh, we've got you know a hundred listeners from I don't know Zimbabwe and you know from the West Coast, East Coast, and like they'd start going down the stats, and like you know the crowd would cheer. And I don't know, I always thought that was pretty cool. I th- I think one thing that we should point out right from the get go is that neither one of us think that this online stuff is something that should be habitual. Mm-hmm. We, we should point that out right here at the beginning that we're that who, whatever, whatever reason you might be listening to uh, uh, a church service, whether that's your own church service, whether that's something across the, the country that, that you're listening to a podcast, whatever 
uh, regardless of what we say the rest of the podcast, that's not that's not a substitution for church. And the, yeah. the only kind of exception for that would be people who like literally cannot physically go to church for whatever reason. If you can be going and you're choosing not to, and instead sitting on your couch with a Krispy Kreme and uh, well, let's be real. if you're getting Krispy Kreme, like that, you're closer to heaven than those mm. of us who are in the sanctuary. But nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> if you can be with the the fellowship of believers and you're choosing to stay at home mm-hmm. regardless of what we say the rest of the podcast we are we are co- totally against that i don't think there's necessarily a coincidence that less people are necessarily like still like again like a lot of this is covid so like some of the i don't know stats could be skewed but i don't think there's a coincidence that a lot of people are not sitting in the pews and they're sitting at home and they're just kind of taking in the normal experience because i don't think there's much of a difference to those people i think most of those those people when they came to church that's really what it was for them it was basically everything they're getting online is all that they got out of going to church actually so like in a lot of ways i you know i don't really blame them if that's their idea of church so i'm like well what's the point in getting you know go ahead and just sleep in and just stay in bed and if that's if your whole if your whole idea of church is that, okay, I'm going to go get, you know, listen to this 30 minute sermon or whatever and listen to some songs and go home and that's your idea of church. Like that's, that's a whole nother discussion and possibly yeah, maybe podcast right. that we need to be talking about here because that's not at all the view of, of church that you should be having slash that's not what you should actually be getting out of church in reality, the sermon and the music and all those things like, yes, that is a core part of what church is. But like when you unveil the the layers of the onion, I guess behind that, there's a much deeper reason slash reality of why we use worship in that sermon, maybe to invest in a congregation's life. And even then it, it barely scratches the surface of what the church should be. Yeah, that's a very good point. Since we typically like dance around for 20 minutes before we actually like, you know, put forth any sort of answer, I'm just going to say my opinion right off the bat. Um, my my thought is um, I'm I'm very I'm pro like technology on everything. Like like if we're if we're going to if we're going to do church, like let's do church. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not you know, if, if you're going to put out fireworks on the 4th of July, don't just buy smoke balls like, yeah. you know, put some money into it. Like, let, let, let's make let's make it go boom. Uh, yeah. Man, we need to like make T-shirts. Like, just let's go boom with our like uh, logo on it. Bro, yeah, that's such a great idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'd, I'd get that just for me to wear. My 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 thought is I'm I'm all for podcasting. I'm I'm all for live streaming, all that jazz. Um, I don't think we should be encouraging the online. I guess experience. Let's call it the online experience. We're in a technology age, and the best way to reach a lot of people outside the church is not inside the church. And so I think it's great that we've got all these resources, and now like every church has stuff that's um, they have their services online, and and not just the sermons. That used to be the thing where it was you didn't do the music because it sounded you know like a a, porc- a porcupine having a seizure inside of a tin can, so you just went <laughs> with the sermon itself. Um, so I think that I think it's it's great that we've done that, but I don't think we want to start encourage if if we encourage people or encourage the online experience, we're gonna 
kind of by definition discourage people from coming in because they can just do it online. And if we're going to try to make them feel like they're part of the community online, then that's going to happen. And so I don't think, I don't think we should encourage the experience. I think we should continue to put in, in money, effort, time to make these, you know, make the live stream look good, make the, the podcast good, you know, like, like do that right. But in my, in, in my opinion, and you know, feel free to, to, you know, disagree and, and go off with what you think. But I think that there's a fine line between doing doing what we're doing well and doing what we're doing and thereby encouraging something that I would personally say is not not the biblical church being online. Mm. You, you can't have an online church. So like what about churches who have um, like they've started appointing online pastors and that's basically their sole position. Like what do you think of that? Okay, the only time I've heard of that is when you're trying to be like the pastor of the congregation online. Now, yeah. if you're using that somehow as like an outreach thing, like maybe you have, I don't know if this exists or not. If it doesn't, it might be a good idea. And I'm going to trademark this right now just so I get my <laughs> money. But if if you have like a pastor who is all about the online stuff from our church, you know, maybe article. Well, basically, if you have a pastor who is in charge of, your website basically being like a mini version of the gospel coalition or something like that's your outreach. I'm all for mm. that. But if you're on, if you're going to hire a like quote online pastor or something in that realm to be essentially like the shepherd of the online people, I think that's just, I, I, I don't think it's feasible for one, mm. but I don't think it's, there's, there's nothing you, you, you can't gather. Um, I mean, remotely, but you can't gather digitally. Yeah, like you just like that's that's our human nature i think we honestly also have covid as our like almost experiment for that because a lot of time like even before like before covid i think there was a lot of not a lot of people but like you'd have a lot of situations like a lot of arguments could be made that like oh we can have community like remotely now with like facetime and all this stuff and like a lot of that type of those arguments were being put out especially in the social media realm but i feel like maybe one of the benefits of COVID, you know, like if I can actually say that, um, is that I think we've really found that you absolutely cannot substitute like, outside of just like this conversation we're having here, just like as human beings, you can't substitute that face to face relationship, interaction, intentionality with a FaceTime, with a Facebook, right. Instagram, whatever, like, there were so many things coming out of even just that first year or even just that first lockdown of like a couple months and like right. the rise in depression the rise of you know anxiety and all these things and like social media was making that worse you know right. and it was the it right. was the people who were getting off of social media in those times even when they couldn't and they're being intentional with the five or six people their family or the the people within their just across the hall that they had and it was those people who actually came out way better for it um, right i mean i even had that too but all that to say like i would i've, I've heard a lot of the arguments for having these online pastors and honestly kind of to what you just said basically trying to shepherd the con the online congregation because not that i don't think they're necessarily like having a hard time bringing them in but almost maybe it's just a poorly phrased version of this is our evangelical like outreach to the community and those who are coming in. But 
But do you have a pastor if, for the right. non-believers that are coming in? Right, exactly. And I and we I mean, we've talked about that previously on podcasts and the role of, you know, with elevation and, you know, oh, how we yeah. how we actually think of a church proactively being that type of church instead right. of being a shepherding our current herd as it is and as it grows, you know, that that whole argument. Um but like Plus, that's let me, let me just say like, one thing let me sure. just say one thing to that. That's also that's putting the locus of evangelism and outreach on the church rather than the people. Which I mean, that's a whole other topic, and I think I'm sure we've we've kind of pointed yeah. towards that. But it, like we're, I think we're go, we're definitely going into an, an age of the church in the West where that's not really going to be a thing. To not that's not going to be a mm-hmm. thing. It's not going to be near as prevalent as what we make it now. It's going to have to be the churches basically where the believers actually do come together. The mm. people who are fake are no longer there, and the evangelism comes from the people. Right. Now, you could probably convince me on this argument if you want to have... I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of stuck on the online pastor thing, but you could probably convince I mean, me that's, of... I mean, that's a good point of this. Yeah. Like, you could you could convince me of, if you want to have that position, to basically... If the role of that pastor was to not stick with just online, but basically to take everything that involves the online sphere and basically try to break that down and break the barriers and create intentionality in person with that and somehow make that work. And you wanted that to be like a very much like an outreach position for that pastor. You could probably convince me that that works, but like the, the way that I've heard it in the, like the past few months and like the past year of those positions as they're coming up, it's very much like, this guy is basically just going to have like his own little 30 minute tidbit after the sermon and is going to add just a little bit more for the online audience. And that's about the extent that that goes. Right. So here's, here's my question. If we are going to push this online quote community, which I don't think is even a thing, then why are we tying it to a church? Why don't Hmm. you and me start our own thing and one of us can preach a sermon and we'll get a worship team together and we'll just shoot a video. Why, why are we bothering with the church? Well, honestly, that'd be more effective. I'd actually be kind of on board with that. Like not to substitute the church, the church, but I don't think you'd be able to. Well, I mean, I I don't think you'd be able to create that without a substituting. Well, we just said that you can't substitute it. Right. So like we, I meant, I meant that it was people would substitute it. Well, sure. I mean, but it's going to already happen. So that's, that's the part of the online sphere that I'm like, I can get on board with because maybe some churches have like said, well, we can't stop it. So we might as well try to take advantage of the little bit that we have. But at the same time, Mm. I don't see, I don't see enough of an effort being thrown out to, okay, this is a potential issue that we can't get people to be in community together. So we want to actually do something about it compared to them just kind of sitting around being like, all right, let's just take advantage of them while they are listening, basically. I I really question what the purpose is of pushing the online experience. I mean, I, I go to a big enough church that you can walk in and you can walk out and nobody knows who you are and you can keep it that way if you really want to. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is just the size. Part of it is the structure, the intentionality of... Man, we really need a different word than intentional. I know. I freaking I hate that word, but I, 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 I can't. It. I know it. Ugh. But I mean, it's like, you know, some word, churches... But... 
some churches, like, if you walk in that door, like, they have your phone number and your address and everything. And some churches, like, they just don't. And part of that's your church size and whatnot. But my question is, if we're not to that point, I guess, in person, then why are we doing it online? So, or aiming to do it online? Does that make Does that make sense? So, yeah. So, what do you... Do you think it's been a failure of the church to be able to communicate the importance of community and actually being face to face or like where, where is the misunderstanding been of believers not coming to church and accepting the alternative? I guess. I, I don't think it's the church mo- most of the time, at least with the churches I'm going to. And I know, I know there's a whole spectrum of churches and there are churches that they are the problem. I think more of the problem is the people. I mean, how many how many church events do you go to? Or how many church events are there? Not even necessarily like this whole big like outreach event, but like, hey, men's prayer breakfast or women's Bible study or something that, you know, you go to a church with hundreds of people and there's, you know, 15 people that are there. I don't think it's most of the time a huge... Not to say that, that the churches are perfect, but I think the bigger failure is on the people who aren't seeking out that community because people have turned church into this, like you were saying earlier, this thing that you just consume rather than that you're actually a part of. And this whole online thing has just been really pushing that narrative and pushing people to see the church as as less than it already was in that sense because they're, it's, it's giving them the image or it's at least maybe involuntarily pushing that idea that you don't have to be here to go to church. We have it online now. I mean, I think I, it's, it's been the problem of the church for mm-hmm. decades, centuries. I don't know if, if, if we're all we're doing is consuming it. We're not a part of it. I mean, yeah, all that's valid. I would say, and again, this, this just goes back to my kind of like where you're saying you're kind of having to go off of your experience based off my experience, the churches that I've seen have issues with that. Even like I liked what you said about like, there's like just, just a lack of, um, I don't want to use it again, but I'm going to intentionality. (laughs) There's just a, there's just a, that there's a gap of, it's almost like a stagnant feeling and like the, the desire for community. You can, you can tell a desire for community in a church by almost by walking through the door immediately. Are you are you saying that as far as the church, the organization, or the people of it? The people or of both? it. Uh, a little yeah. bit of both. But like you can at least gauge like what side of the line they're on. And then, you know, obviously you're gonna figure out more. But you're gonna be like, you can get a pretty quick estimation of like where they stand. But and where I kind of where I start to struggle is the the churches that I've seen like a pastor should be a pastor, not just like someone who can teach, not someone who can actually study mm-hmm. and just like get it. Cause honestly, like I feel like I could pro I could do that. I can sit down and I, I know you can do that. I've heard what's come out of your mouth after, you know, reading the word and studying it. And like we have, there's, there are a lot of people who can study well, who can put together a solid paper, who can put together bullet points, who can, say something really really solid and i've heard a lot of people even speaking at church who are really really solid teachers but i think what ends up lacking and we have so many pastors who are just simply in this teacher mode and maybe they are great shepherds they're just not utilizing it 
And I think we don't have enough shepherds as pastors and as leaders. And I don't think it's creating the buy-in of the church as a whole. Because what I've seen is that when that pastor does have that, again, you're not going to have everyone showing up to church. But the people who do show up have bought in and are willing to go that extra mile or, or that extra length. And even in me, it's like it makes me want to serve more it makes me want to be involved more it makes me want to do things that maybe at another church seeing how other people are reacting within itself it's like yeah like you have like the super solid preaching churches and the super solid music and like youth group and children's church churches and it's like okay you almost have to choose one or the other well you can have all of that because of the buy-in and it can look completely different from each church if i don't want to i yeah i feel like i'm starting to make it sound like you know these pastors aren't being like led by the lord almost well, but here, like, here's here's what i'm hearing you say and, and the question i want to ask you then what i'm hearing you say is that a lot of the the nature of the community within a church is coming from your pastor or coming from the church leadership are you do you see the problem of of the lack of community being a top-down issue that it's your your upper level church leadership is not encouraging it therefore it's kind of in, in essence discouraging it amongst the congregation or do you think that it's a matter of the congregation itself is not seeking community and it's like the 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 blame is on the people i don't want to say that this is like my final answer for like the problem of the church but or you don't have that <laughs> <laughs> i know I probably, that's fair i probably won't ever find it but like like we've gone back to like okay like is like the normal Sunday service like routine like is that effective or blah like we've had talks like that in the past or like what what is it about the church that like we keep having this monotony or we keep having this issue with community or we keep having these issues with these pastors or whatever the issue is um so outside the church very rarely have I been a part of something or seen something where if the leadership it doesn't have to be toxic leadership it can just be like stagnant leadership it can even be good leadership but it's just it lacks a certain something you know you can fill in the blank with whatever you want it's very rare for me to see the people underneath that are under that umbrella rally together and really put something together that works if that if that makes sense and like it it's happened i've seen it happen but it's yeah but that sounds like you're you're, you're turning this into like a program thing like community is something we naturally just do with people kind well okay well in all fairness we kind of have a lot of random people who are gathered together in a church. But like in all reality, what we're talking about is a group of people who are from all different walks of life as it should be. How do you get all those gears to function as one? And I think what, and going back to what I'm saying about if we could figure that out in the church as leadership, not that obviously it fixes like this issue of what is the Western church, but at least if that becomes our focus of like how can we drive these people not just to do community together but to seriously consider what their role is in the kingdom of god because i think what comes out of that comes community comes all these things and that's what you see from outside the church that's what you see from the most successful of organizations and business no matter how big or small when the leadership gets it when they understand what it is that makes their people go and makes them drive they want to come and like that's the beauty of the church is that it doesn't have to be all on the leadership of the pastor if we let the lord lead 
you know, that opens the door wide open. Right. So, yeah. So you're saying that the congreg or the, uh, the problem already exists within the congregation, the, the leadership or lack thereof is what causes it to either mm. go up or stay where it's at or get, get worse, whatever, like the, the leadership. But there's, there's two parts to that. One, I think you can have outstanding leadership and the community slash congregation just doesn't buy in. Like that's well, yeah. a thing yeah, that's that obviously possible. can happen. And then two, if the Lord's not leading it, it's, shouldn't work it maybe it could work but i think you're going to find some other issues when you break down what that community is all about as we've talked about with like bethel hillsong elevation there's other things that are very much involved with that sort of community that might right i don't know that we have kind of some issues with so here's where i think it's all really tying together in essence the lack of community does fall to blame on each individual person who is not seeking community. That being said, the fault a lot of times will lie with your leadership. If your leadership is in is either discouraging community in some way, if we're encouraging the online church experience, we will by nature discourage the community that can only happen within face-to-face -face interaction. We have to have that community in person. And if we're encouraging people to to only go online and i think when we're when we take it from a live stream to having like a online pastor or doing something in that realm we're taking it from a hey here's a good supplemental i mean i listen to podcasts of churches i don't go to like it, yeah. you, you're taking it from a supplemental to the primary to the primary mean of your growth basically yeah yeah the primary growth the primary um encouragement the, the primary everything yeah. and if you're gonna encourage the supplemental to become the become the primary not only is that going to be detrimental to the faith of the saints it will shrink your church eventually till you don't have a church left well we've because, talked about that too of like that there's no growth because church has become the wake up go sing your songs listen to the sermon and then go home and that's exactly what a lot of on like what the what we're trying what we're i guess not necessarily what churches are encouraging yet but what we're fearful that churches will start to encourage is basically that format online where now there's absolutely no chance of community slash growth at, unless it's like self like um initiated which i just talked about i think is very unlikely right to and i mean plainly. like when, when we go to church, when we're sitting in that pew and singing the songs and listening to the sermon, we can do that at home. Yeah. That, that's, it's all good stuff, but that's not the entire concept of church. And we get that community before the service or after the service or serving in the church or whatever that may be. And if we're going to take that out of it, we've turned it into a concert. We've turned it into a, uh, a motivational speaker. We, like, it's, it's no longer a church. It's just a service of some yeah. sort. And so I think, I think we're kind of in agreement here to kind of close it down that all those things are good, but we, we can't use it to, to push what must be supplemental and, and can be very helpful, obviously yeah. to, to people growing in the faith and walking in just in their daily lives. But we cannot, uh, we cannot push that supplemental, uh, help to become the primary foundation of our faith. Yeah. When you go to church, that's. I think one of the biggest parts of church is like 
you're in a group, you're in a building, in a room, whatever, wherever you are, you're singing songs, listening to the sermon, but you're doing it together. You're learning together. And if you're not leaving there, like building each other up and like equipping yourself properly slash helping others go into life again and armored up, I guess, for lack of a better term, to not just get through the week, but to like flip and invade it and like destroy the enemy that week. Like, I think we've failed in our execution of our faith in that moment, honestly. To, and I think yeah. we, me, you, slash everybody has been guilty of that. And yep. I think that's this whole online thing. If we're not careful, that just adds another layer of a barrier that we're going to have to fight through in order to try to win. Or, well, we've won the battle or the war, but our own individual battles, we still got to, we still got some work to do. So, right. Yeah. I think that kind of sums it up. And just as a, as a parting statement, I'd just like to point out that any sort of community you have online, I've seen church live stream comment boards. It's Kathy is watching from Kansas oh, City. Gosh. Hi, Kathy. That ain't community. Yeah, I, yeah that's your grandmother on facebook <laughs> <laughs> with her like, we'll, third account <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it there thanks uh, for listening again we uh we want to hear your uh comments and questions we give us give us some hard ones and uh, uh we'll do our best to shed wisdom on it yeah yeah uh boom boom uh t-shirts will be coming out soon Oh, we need to make those. (laughs) Catch you next time. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom.